Well, Artisonic Online recently released uh, the 252nd issue in the continuation of the original Artisonic uh, continuity. Uh, just in case you guys don't know what that is or what that means, uh, Artisonic Online um, is a, um, a website, a fan-oriented website, where a lot of fans of Sonic the Hedgehog, mostly of the original Archie Sonic comics, come together to basically write what they would consider or they believe would be the direction certain stories and uh, continuities, you know, arcs, if you will, uh, would go. And in the case of the main original Archie book, uh, they've decided that they wanted to continue the book as Ian Flynn um, originally wanted it to be continued. Ian Flynn had, through his Bumble King forms, his Bumble King site, had listed off several ideas through lost through his um, little uh, sub-site there called Lost Hitchhog Tales of what he had originally planned. And... You know, they've decided that starting with 248 and going, you know, continuously up to now, that they want to basically finish the story as Ian originally intended it, using some of his ideas and going off from that. Um, so, yeah, 252 was the most recent one they dropped. And this one is kind of interesting because it continues, obviously, from 251. Uh, Jeffrey has basically been taken completely over by, by Nogus, who, if you don't know, in the original book, had uh, basically possessed Jeffrey's body because his body was mutating. He was mutating, deteriorating, whatever. Basically, his body was becoming unstable because it's a body comprised of three different Ixis uh, spirits, if you will. So... You know, it was deteriorating. It was, you know, mutating, deteriorating because it comprised of those three Ixis spirits. So he decided that the best way for him to, um, you know, survive is to inhabit the body of another. Now, he had plans to inhabit the body of Antoine, who was in a coma after being blown up by Metal Sonic, being ordered to self-destruct by, by Eggman. Excuse me there. And he decided that he was going to possess Antoine's body, but the only way he could do that undetected was to temporarily possess the body of Jeffrey, or Joffrey, or Joffrey, or whatever you want to call him. And, you know, that's all we know. We don't know exactly what was going to happen. However, however, because of the fact that we didn't get a straight answer after that, um, they decided, Archie's, the fans behind Archisonic Online, to continue the story, like I said, the way Ian originally intended it to be. So from their interpretation of 248, 249, 250, 51, and 52, basically 48, 49, 51, 52, for four issues so far, four years actually, depending on how quick they get them out, uh, they decided to continue the story. Uh, basically, the first 
portion of the story, the first two portions of the story, um, had, oh, first, yeah, first two portions of the story had them retrieve Eve, uh, Sally, bring her back, fight her when she was still Mecca Sally. And then at the end of 249, they had a restore. They basically followed the plan, the story plan that Ian Flynn wanted to do. And they had a restored. And 250 kind of was like a follow-up to that, an aftermath and everything, you know, helping Sally kind of get readjusted as best she could. You know, we craned it with everybody. Everybody's happy to see her, forgive her for what she's done. Basically say, hey, look, what you did wasn't really you. You know, that was robot, that was Eggman, da-da-da-da. And then 251 came around. And I think it was at the end of 250 and into 251, we saw this mysterious figure on a cliff, standing on a hill, I should say, cliff or something like that, looking towards New Mobotropolis. And we later find out in 251 that that character is Hershey the Cat, who originally, as uh, Ian Flynn put it, was supposed to come back around, uh, I think, 243, 245, basically when they met up with Lita and Lyko of the uh, the Wolf Pack, the, the Wolf Twins, who became part of the Secret Freedom Fighters uh, in the book, um, that that role that was a, uh, occupied by those two characters was originally supposed to be occupied by Hershey. Anyway, uh, Hershey returns uh, just in time to see uh, Jeffrey or Ixis Nagus try to possess an unconscious Antoine. Um, but then he sees Hershey, and Hershey's appearance kind of allows Jeffrey or Jeffrey or St. John, we'll put it that way. I was just trying to think about something there for a second. Think about, you know, how you pronounce his name. Because it's pronounced two different ways. Um, you know, uh, Hershey arrives. This allows Jeffrey to, you know, gain uh, control a little bit. But Nagus, seeing that Jeffrey or Jeffrey is getting control, also sees another opportunity. Like, originally he wants to go and possess Antoine's body, who's, like I said, Antoine's still in a coma. But then he sees Hershey, and he's like, well, this is an even better opportunity. And Jeffrey's fighting him off in, internally, like 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 in a astral plane, if you will. If you will, an astral... Uh, yeah, an astral plane, a, a stereo... A, What's that word they use? Who's astral? Yeah, astral plane. You know, he's trying to fight him, and it's causing his body to mutate, but it's also opening the door for the other Ixis spirits residing within Nagus to take over. And basically, what happens is Jeffrey ends up mutating. He ends up changing into a basically a hybrid version of himself. And Nagus, basically, he's a gross giant size, crushes, crashes through the castle, and everything. And he's just now a big monstrous being. So we get to 252, you know, because at the end of 251, everybody sees this. So we get to the 252, and the now possessed, fully possessed, monstrous Jaffrey Saint John, who's holding an unconscious Hershey in his hand. You know, it's just attacking and just wreaking havoc, ordering all the people of Mobotropolis to surrender their bodies as his vessels and such. 
And this is causing everybody to now, you know, team up, get the wits together and be like, okay, you know, peace time over, relaxation over, now we got to get back to business again. And so you end up seeing the Freedom Team Freedom come out, you see Team Fighters come out, you see the Secret Freedom Fighters come out, and you start noticing as they're all gathering together in this issue to fight this possessed Jeffrey, that they're all kind of bumping into each other, and everybody besides Tails, who pretty much, even in the original book, kind of was in on what was happening, or kind of had an idea of what was going on, everybody from Sonic to Amy to, to Rotor and all of them are starting to kind of clue together some of the pieces, like, you know, because when they see Shard there, or they see Larry the Lynx there, or they even see the Wolf Twins there and everything, they start piecing a lot of the puzzles to get, uh, a, lot, a lot of the pieces of the puzzle together, like, oh, wait a minute, so that's why things were semi-okay while we were gone, or this is why this happened, because now they're starting to, like I say, piece everything together. They even see silver there and, and all of that, and it's like all, it's like everything is just coming together, like, to, to the point that, like I said, Sonic's figuring it out, T you know, Amy's figuring it out, Tails is getting confirmation of what he suspected and stuff like that. Anyway, everybody's going to attack. Sally is just standing there. And she's just and she's just in shock. She's just like she's frozen. And instead of taking and going into action like she would, she's just traumatized to the point that Sonic has to say, "Okay, this, you're not in the right mind right now. We, well, I got to get you out of here." And she's just, you know, he's holding her, and she's just crying in her hands, saying, "Like I can't do this. I can't do it anymore. I, I can't do this." You know, kind of do because she's traumatized. You know, seeing what Jeffrey has become thanks to Ix's uh possessing his body, she's traumatized because I, I think in story she's realizing that this could have been prevented had she not allowed herself to be roboticized, had she not allowed herself to be weaponized, and she's taking all the blame that she, you know, put on herself in the previous issue. She's allowing all that blame to resurface again because, you know, she's looking at this. She's looking at everything happening, and she's, and she's in story, in my opinion, in story, is kind of feeling like this is her fault. Like, this wouldn't have happened if she wouldn't have allowed herself to be roboticized, if she would have not allowed herself to be weaponized and everything. So, obviously, she's not in the best mind frame right now. So, she takes, Sasonic takes her to her parents and everything to be with them while well, he helps fight off, you know, Nog is trying to protect the city. Elias finally kind of, you know, grows up a little bit, kind of matures more so than he had before and decides to bring out the one secret weapon he knows that could solve this entire problem. And that's the Sword of Acorns. So he gets the sword and he's using it to help protect other citizens, get citizens to safety. He's telling the Royal Guard to make sure they're safe and all that. And then he makes the announcement, I guess using the Sword of Acorns or something, telling everybody that he's coming to the, he's coming back to New Moon Metropolis. He has the sword, you know. And then I think, I have to go back and reread it, but I think he even reveals that he's been around the entire time. He's not really left entirely like he originally was he originally did, but that he and others have been secretly protecting the city and all that. So while he's doing, so while he makes this announcement, 
Sally hears this, and I'm thinking this is going to play a part in 253 where Sally's hearing this, hearing her own brother say, you know, he's going to come back and, you know, fix things or help try to restore things. I think that right there is going to help give her back her courage to come back out and uh, fight again like she used to, um, possibly in 253. I'm not saying that's entirely true because with these issues, it takes a while for them to come out. But anyway... I think her just hearing her brother's voice, because when she hears her brother speaking, she's like, uh, Elias? Like, she can't believe it. And I think that's going to be like the wake-up call for her, along with what we see towards the end. Because what happens is, he's using the sword to help, like I say, help you know protect the city, help get people to safety and all that. And just as he's approaching, you know, where the possessed Jeffrey or Jeffrey is, you know, everybody's attacking him, kind of like, the, you know, the airplanes would attack, you know, King Kong and everything. I think that's a bit of a subtle re reference there. Um, Hershey gets dropped. He, he drops Hershey. Hershey, while still in his grasp, is trying to communicate with Jeffrey, saying, don't do this. I know this is not you. This is not you. And basically, I think, as I said, during the, the fight, she gets dropped. Sonic sees her and says, oh, hi, Hershey. Didn't know you. Oh, oh, something like, he sees Hershey get dropped and land on a behind. She's okay. But Sonic sees Hershey and he's like, oh, hi, Hershey. <laughs> Didn't know you were alive. Or oh, I'm happy to see you alive. And Hershey's like, you know, just rubbing her butt like, eh, yeah, good to see you too, or something like that. Anyway... What happens is during the fight, Nagus decides, you know, because I guess, you know, he feels he's got the upper hand to gloat and admit to the fact that the reason, you know, the Freedom Fighters are not the way that they used to be anymore, the reason they're not a team, is because he's the one that tipped off Dr. Eggman about, you know, Elias and his family, you know, leaving the city you know, because of what's happening for their own protection. You know, the same, basically, basically Nog is admitting that he, like I said, tipped off Eggman about Elias and his family leaving the city, which is, you know, what caused Antron to get injured. This basically, the, the image they use here, and again, I'll provide a link to the comic, you can read it yourself. The image they use here, though, for, um, for Sonic is... Great, it's just masterful because he has this reaction like when he hears this, he's just like, okay, I'll give you an example. Go back to, uh, what is it? Go back to 175, right? When, um, you know, Sonic thinks everybody has been destroyed by, by Eggman and Snively. And, you know, Eggman says something about pushing him to his limit. And Eggman's like, and Sonic's like, limit? You want you want limit? I'll show you limit. And you can see this like crazed look on his almost pissed off crazed look on his face, right? Well, the image they use here in the panel, uh, in one of the last pages, is very similar to that, to where Sonic basically, as soon as he sees Eliza show up with the sword, getting ready to use it on and Jeffrey on the possessed Jeffrey, Sonic just grabs him from him, knowing what he's going to do, and says, uh. -uh. You don't have the power to do it. Because, obviously, I think this... I don't know if it's Elias or Sonic, but one of them senses the fact that the sword won't work with, you know, Elias holding it. So Sonic takes it, 
And then you see this big splash picture at the end in the last page where you see Sonic heading towards into a spin dash with the sword, or if you will, towards the possessed um, Jeffrey. And then right beside him, you see like this spiritual image of Antoine, who's also mad, alongside him. And that's how the issue ends. And I have to say that this issue I thought was great. I thought it was tremendous. Um, uh, you know, I got to give credit, you know, to to uh, to Archie Sonic Online. I really do. I got to give him credit because of the fact that, you know, they're take because his thing. The, his thing for the past several years, they have taken. Some of what they have taken basically some of the ideas, original ideas Ian Flynn had, and they've ran with it, and they've ran with it in a way that it feels like legitimately, if you had the ink, if you had the ink, believe me, if you had the colored ink and everything, you can print out these pages on photo paper or regular paper, staple them together, and you would feel like you have an actual issue of the book, of the official book, even though this is a fan continuation. It feels that authentic. It feels that identical. You know, from the artwork being very being replicated from the original artist on there to how the the, the storyline, the dialogue goes. It's just it's just really amazing. And you know, this is just this issue here is just another example of it. It's just another example of how good the story, you know, how good this their interpretation of the story is. It shows you just how good it is. You know, it feels like this, it feels like, honestly, that this is what Ian Flynn was going to go down. This was going to be the path he was going to head down initially before the whole, you know, behind-the-scenes crap, you know, took place that caused the reboot, Redcon, soft reboot, soft Redcon to occur. But yeah, 252, guys... I highly recommend checking it out. I really do. Because if you want a good example, besides something like what Team Season is doing, you know, if you want a good example of how fans truly understand what the original material meant to us, what the original stories were meant to be like, Archie Sonic Online is the best place to look at when it comes... When it comes to the comic book, the original Archie comic book adaptation. Just like what Team Season's doing with the revival of Season 3 of Sonic's at AM. And how they have a great understanding of what Ben Hurst wanted to do initially with Season 3 and such. And how much that show meant to the fans. And how much, you know, you know that, how much you know, attention to detail they're giving to make it feel identical, if not pretty much the same. Again, you can say the same thing for Archie Sonic Online. It feels like nothing changed. Nothing has really ended. And again, what's great about this is you can print these out, staple them together, and have your own interpretations of the comics. Now, the only disadvantage, though, I will say, and I'm sure a lot of you notice this, is it takes about six months to a year for issues to come out. And why? Because they're working on other issues. They just recently released an issue, a second issue or third issue on endangered species. That storyline they wanted to do, that they were doing originally 
in, you know, Archie Sonic, you know, that got basically edited to hell, if you will, because of the lawsuits behind the scenes. So, you know, again, these people, just like Season, are a great example of how things, you know, can be continued from a fan's interpretation because the fans understand probably more than anything, you know, how, you know, how the comic, how, how much the writers intended the comics and the shows to continue as they originally were meant to be. So I recommend checking out 252 at archiesoniconline.com. Excuse me. I will provide a link down below, but I highly recommend it, guys, because you know what? I think you're going to love it. I think you're going to enjoy it. I think you're going to love it. So until then, I will talk to you later. Comment down below. Live chat during the premiere. Super chats and stickers are open. It would be appreciated doing the live chat, as always. Super thanks afterwards. Also check me out at patreon.com slash bwroses at Venmo at brian 2 and cash app at bwroses98 and patreon slash bwroses at bwroses discussions all your favorite audio podcast locations at Pandora and check out my Teespring store as well and check me out at, t- at TikTok at bwroses so until next time guys let me know what your thoughts are down below in the live chat and until then I, again, I highly recommend checking this out, and I'll talk to you later.